Welcome to DevCast. Dev Technology Group has been delivering information technology solutions that enable government missions for 20 years. I'm your host, Will Nichols, and in this show, our executives and employees share the inspiration behind our work and the technical details of implementing IT systems for the federal government. Joining us in the studio today is Dev Technology co-founder and executive chair, Susie Sylvester Dougal, and CEO, Kendall Holbrook. Welcome to you both. Hi. Hi, Will. So let's just jump right in with some questions. Susie, you and Sanjeev Dougal founded Dev Technology in 1998. What inspired you to start your own company at that time? Well, I, I think in the beginning, Sanjeev is the one who really had the passion to start something bigger that was bigger than himself. Um, and he talked me into it because he he knew he needed help. Uh, he was the you know the technical guru, but he needed someone uh, who who uh, you know had some experience in the corporate side. Um, the reason I bought into his vision is the opportunity to have a culture that really reflects the values that both Sanjeev and I share. Um, when I was in uh, other companies, what was really frustrating to me was that oftentimes common sense did not prevail just because things were so complex. Situations were complex. The decision-making process was complex. And so what I envisioned was a culture where really simplicity common and common sense ruled where it's simply um, you know decisions that support the best uh, service to our customer and the best experience for our employees uh, and the elements that we can control well you mentioned that you you bought into it because you had you wanted the chance to sort of help develop culture what did you envision for the culture of this new company at that time well, when we started, it was just two people. Um, so the the you know what I envisioned changed and grew as we grew. What what it started out really was being tailored support to each individual who joined the company, and a really a recognition of each uh, person's individuality and their needs. Everyone is different. Um, you know, we're senior uh, technical team members who were usually in a, on a client site where there were multiple layers of customers as a subcontractor. That's how we started. So our goal was for that person always to feel supported uh, and protected so that they could focus on the mission um, at hand. And... You started with just the two of you. How quickly did you grow to hire more employees or subcontractors? Um, so the in the beginning, it was you know it's always difficult in the beginning. Um, it was October of 1998. Sanjeev um, started his first Dev Technology project uh, supporting immigration and naturalization service who we still support today as they've changed and evolved into Homeland Security. Um, and in order to make ends meet, I also had clients. Um, I did HR support and recruiting support for clients at the time. Uh, it, it took several years 
to to uh, grow beyond the two of us, um, I would say it took three years to get our first team members. Well, okay, so that's sort of the origin story. Let's jump ahead to the present day. How big is Dev Technology today? How many employees and who are sort of your biggest customers? Kendall? So today we actually have about 250 team members supporting our clients um, on client site and at our corporate office. About 150 are direct employees of Dev and the other 100 are friends of Dev who like to work with us. And Kendall, let's stay with you for a minute. What attracted you to come here to DevTalk Technology? I think you've been here about eight years. Yep. It's been about eight and a half years. We're almost, we're rounding that corner to nine. Um, It goes really quickly. What originally attracted me to Dev was the ability of Susie and Sanjeev to have a vision for a company that hired smart people and really used the practical common sense that Susie talked about. I worked for a large firm prior to coming to Dev, um, and at the time I knew I had to do something different, and I wanted to come to a place where what I was good at would be valued and I could have a direct impact on the company's growth. Well, what are some of the missions that Dev Technology supports now, and why do you dis- how do you choose which missions and contracts to, to support? So the base of what we do and what we support, we call federal law enforcement, right, is at the core of of our support. You know, Susie talked about kind of our very first contract was with the Immigration and Naturalization Service, um, which has now become two different agencies within the Department of Homeland Security, and we still support Homeland Security today. So if our, our core mission still is in that federal law enforcement front through the Department of Homeland Security. Um, we have expanded um, and have supported DOD in the past, Department of Energy, the Smithsonian, and USDA as well. Um, so that really is our core, but any agency that has a distinct mission that our employees can actually get behind and feel good about is who we try and target. Yeah, and Homeland Security is definitely a large customer of ours. And, you know, every customer appreciates what our employees bring to the table and our partners. And that's always a very um, engaged approach where they embrace the mission of the customer. Uh, In the early days, people would think our employees were government employees just because of how much they cared. And to this day, I think it's still definitely part of our culture. Um, And when you've been uh, in a mission critical space, I think the customers can see uh, that they have a lot of trust that we understand the importance of their mission. Now, Susie and Kendall, you, let's see, Susie, you have a background in human resources. And Kendall, your background is in everything from computer science to business development. With these respective backgrounds, uh, how, do you th- how do you think that's contributed to making dev technology uh, maybe different than other companies in this, in this market? You know, that's a, good, that's a good point that you bring up, you know, Kendall's diverse background, um, my background in human resources. And actually, if you look at um, Sanjeev's background, he, to this day, people think is is part of the government. Um, and if you take each leader and and what what's their passion, that these are critical elements of our culture. So you take 
Sanjeev's passion for the customer, and that is one of our foundational elements to our culture. You have my HR background where my job was to ensure that our employees were taken care of, whether, you know, before at Dev and at Dev. Um, So there's a definite employee focus that I help bring to the table. And, and, you know, uh, Kendall and her broad background, you know, she can kind of stitch everything together uh, to make sure, you know, everything is running well. Kendall, you recently changed roles within the company, and Susie was the CEO, uh, and you, you transitioned that role to Kendall within the last year. What drove that decision and to, to change your role, Susie? So, you know, um, I think I'll back up a step. You know, I've, I've read at different places. I was the CEO for 20 years. Yes and no, because when we started, we were two people. We didn't feel titles were necessary, so we really didn't even have titles. As we grew and our customer base grew and we needed to have titles, we needed to have business cards, I gave us titles that made sense. So Sanjeev was technical manager. I was director of operations because my last job out before Dev, I was a, a director. Um, so over the years, I promoted myself when I thought it was appropriate. Um, and one day I said, okay, I think I'm ready to be CEO. I don't even know when that was. Um, and really, it's what role does Dev need me to take? That is what always drove what do I do What and what is my title? So as we've grown to 250 people, um, I thought, what are my strengths? Uh, my strengths are always, has always been very employee-centric uh, management of culture, people processes that ensures we do not have bureaucracy because bureaucracy is what causes that complexity to make very simple situations seem complex. So over time, I realized uh, as I look to the future, my the best place for me is not to be in a position that is external facing, which is what a CEO does. A good CEO externally represents the company. And so uh, that is the reason I decided to change my role. And that caused me to look at who would be the best CEO for Dev Technology. What are some of the things that you're working on in your new role, Susie? In my new role, it's, it, it's very, uh, you know, it's like water can't think of a word. <laughs> it, it morphs. It changes. Uh, every, every day is different. Every week is different. Uh, it's been six months in my new role, which feels like it's only been a few weeks. Um, yeah, time flies. Uh, the, first, the first phase, it was phases. The first phase was just me figuring out what is the best thing for me to focus on? What does Dev need? Um, the what I've been working on is to ensure that um, the managers on the front line feel supported. Um, I've been doing activities around that. I've been um, focusing on a lot of tasks that um, were neglected. 
Uh, so it, it, it changes. And Kendall, you've been CEO for that same six months. How has your role within the company uh, changed changed in that time? And what are you what are you working on? So the first three to four months as CEO, I didn't really know what I was supposed to do as CEO. So I would come in every day, and there would be some surprise. And that's just <laughs> quite frankly, you can't put all the bullets of a CEO on a sheet of paper. And we did that. We have a documented description of my role, obviously, but. Um, where it has changed, and it's similar to what Susie said, it's where is my time most needed? In the summer months, my time is most needed in my old role of business development, trying to support that team and our greater team to, you know, identify what resources we need, you know, support them and coach them in business development hands-on, you know, tactics, um, work with partners who we need to 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 swoo, you know, swoo over to our side, to sway over to our side, um, any of those sorts of business development externally facing things that Susie talked about. Um, in addition, you know, I work co- closely across all operations of the company. You know, Susie is no longer supporting active operations. So anybody that asks her anything, she sends them to me. Um, and so then I pick it up and I figure out what we what we need. Um, so whether that is with our delivery team or our back office infrastructure, you know, we recently just achieved our ISO 27001 um, certification. And so that team was a big focus at the first part of the year. You know, I mentioned business development's a focus right now. We have some other changes we're going to make in the organization just to prepare us for the growth that we're expecting over the next 12 to 18 months. So I focus on what anticipating what we're going to need um, as a company and trying to bring those resources to bear. Susie, I've heard you mention several times in this discussion the word employee-centric. Uh, what does that mean and how does it inform uh, how you hire people, how you manage them? <clears throat> so, employee-centric, you know, everyone uses it. We're not unique in using that term. What I do think sets us apart is that we actually do live by it. Uh, it's not something we say because it's trendy or it's the right thing to say. It is definitely the right thing to say, but it is something that is truly part of our value. What does it mean? It's not easy to explain. Um, I can tell you the outcome of um, what it is. The outcome is in our corporate office, it's somewhere when you come in the doors, you feel good, you like your coworkers, you like your job, you like your mission, and you feel appreciated for what you do. Um, My belief is that Life is short, and we spend a huge part of our day at work. We are a work family, uh, and it should be the best that it can be. Uh, So it's uh, listening to employee suggestions. It's, It's trying to proactively think about what can improve the experience. It's um, understanding what employees go through. A lot of our employees are out in the field. They're, they are what I call the front line. Because we're in very important mission environments, it's usually very stressful. Um, and our job is to be here 
when they raise their hand to say, I have an issue, whether it's personal, whether it's at work, whether it's a suggestion, we should be here ready to help for, for whatever that is. And that's what I mean by always looking at the person as an individual, because everyone, everyone's experience is a little different. So, um, you know, making sure people match their positions, just being aware. Um, I think where other companies might trip up a little bit is to have this vision of the perfect employee. And everyone who doesn't meet that vision isn't, doesn't feel like they're, you know, the model employee. And my vision is everyone has different skills and talents to, to lend to the team it's really understanding the best way to use their skills and talents and to have them work with us in, in finding that. Um, you're both active mentors within dev technology as well as outside of the company. How has mentorship helped in your career and what do you recommend for others that might be interested in that? So we do have an active mentorship program within the company. Um, for, and, and Susie mentions employee ideas and being employee centric. Well, we actually got the idea to formalize a mentorship program in the company from an employee um, several years ago. And so we created this forum to allow people to request mentors and to take mentor volunteers and match them based on what is needed in that relationship. Um, so mentorship to us is important, um, not only as an individual. I feel like I probably at any given time have three to four informal mentors that I go to based on whatever the topic is at hand. I have, you know, government former clients who are mentors on government stuff. You know, I have mentors that are more kind of personally driven, you know, because there's always a question everybody always asks, how do you do everything that you do? Um, so that balance, so I, there are people I talk to about that. So it just really depends on the aspect of life for me personally. But providing that forum for the employees of Dev is also important. And I, I believe the mentorship program, Susie was a sponsor originally, and that's one of the roles she maintains, the sponsor of the mentorship program. I think everyone should seek a mentor you know, informally, formally. Ours is just there for those who want a formal uh, experience. And I encourage everyone at the company to, to think about, you know, do, would they like a formal mentor? Would they like to be a mentor? It's rewarding on both ends. Um, what a mentor does for you is help you see outside of your, uh, you know, your perception you know, to see yourself a little bit more clearly, maybe to see the situation a little bit more clearly, to help push you into outside of your comfort zone. I think everyone should try to go outside of their comfort zone. If you're comfortable every day, then I don't know if you're really learning or stretching uh, and growing so that your mentor is one of the people that help push you to uh, just get new experiences and grow. In addition to working, both of you have families, you're very active in your communities. How do you decide what to focus on? And can you recommend some tips for, uh, for people trying to manage that work-life balance? We live in this very busy area here in Northern Virginia. I'm sure a lot of people struggle with this same question. 
So I've heard someone recently call it work-life integration. There's no more balance in it um, just because of technology and where we live in Northern Virginia. Work and and family and home and the stuff you do outside of work often intertwines itself. And that's okay. Um, I think what's important is that everyone needs to know what their priorities are. Um, and that the, your priorities are where you need to spend the majority of your time. And if something's not important to you, you need to question whether or not you should be doing it, right? And when I look at my own priorities, you mentioned family. Yes, I have family. I have a husband and two kids. But, and I work full time and, you know, that's pretty clear to everyone who knows me and that I'm, I've made that choice a long time ago and it's something that I'm 100% comfortable with. But what I'm also not comfortable with is not being at the school events and not being able to volunteer at school. And so being at a place like Dev, even in the role of CEO or my role in business development previously, I have the flexibility to say, because my work and life are integrated, I might be out for a couple hours this morning because I'm volunteering at school with my son or I'm going on a field trip with my daughter. But you know what? When you need me at 7 p.m., um, you can have me at 7 p.m. Um, so I think there is it's a personal decision for everyone, um, but it really is important to know what is important to you and not just be reactive to what everyone else is asking you to do. Yeah, and it is the priorities it is also always remembering to put yourself in the mix, right? Um, self-care. Make sure some of your priorities for the day involve taking care of yourself, whether it's your health or, or just having some quiet time because our brains are just uh, bombarded with data and information. So sometimes just um, having a few minutes of just zero um, nothing is, is good for you. Uh, it's, it's like you have to reboot your brain. Our brains are like our computers. Have you noticed when they're on for a long time, they get really slow? So you have to, you know, shut it down. You have to <laughs> shut it down. Okay, well, what is in store for the future of dev technology? What's coming up in the next year? Well, um, the next year, we see more growth, definitely. Um, we have a Dev 2020 goal of being a $75 million company by the year 2020. It's not a creative name. Um, so we are looking towards that goal. Um, Dev Technology is also on the track to be an other than small business in the very near future. So we are looking at what that means for us as a company from a competitive standpoint. Um, it, it means, you know, tactically that we're no longer going to be bidding work against small businesses, but large businesses like the all the big names, all the three and four, four letter companies that we see around the Beltway. So we have to act differently there. Um, so, you know, we also, as we're doing that and preparing for that, we are also preparing our corporate infrastructure, hence the change that Susie uh, made with the leadership team, putting us in areas where we're strong, um, and then we're continuing to unfold where other strengths are within our, our, um, our employees to try and rise them up and have them plug holes of, of where we need some additional support. Yeah, and, and really, for me, um, Growth is is what we need to do to protect the stability for our employees. 
that has always been one of the things that I've pursued. It, it hasn't been profit. It hasn't been, you know, it, it can only be glamorous work. It was. It's really everything that we do is to support stability because our employees appreciate knowing that, um, you know, their jobs are stable, their future is stable, and we appreciate the commitment that our employees have. Uh, you know, when they choose to come to work every day, that's a commitment. And so our commitment back is to say we're looking always at what can uh, continue the stability and provide new opportunity. This has been really interesting talking to you both. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks so much. This is wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for listening to DevCast. By the way, dev technology is growing, and that means we're hiring for a variety of positions, including DevOps engineers, SharePoint developers, Java developers, database developers, and system engineers. To learn more about dev technology and to view full job listings, visit devtechnology.com careers. We've been rated as a top workplace by the Washington Post five years in a row based on employee surveys. And here's what application administrator Cindy had to say about working at Dev Technology. I see the company always looking forward at what's coming out in 10 years and thinking, wow, do you think we could develop something like that in six and a half or seven years? Now be sure to follow Dev Technology on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn to make sure you're seeing the most recent job openings, as well as blog posts from our subject matter experts and just to see some of the fun stuff our employees are up to around the office. Thanks for listening.